after Corin said our lives will be coin well spent, that Mormont sat silent as if speech were too big a burden to bear. And I think it's really funny because it's too big a burden to bear. Too big a bird to bear? Burden to bear. Bird to bear. Like old bear. Burden and he's to got bear. a bird on his shoulder. Yeah, shut bird the fuck up. My pun's funnier than yours. What up, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. As always, I'm Nate. Joining me is my surprised as fuck brother, Zach. What up? He was in the middle of drying the table. Condensation from his cup. From uh, my coffee. My iced coffee. Your coffee cup. Coffee your iced cup. coffee, coffee cup. Alliteration. It's a fun Co-fefe. thing. Cofefe. If you've joined us before, we are full spoiler, and you know that. If you have not, you've been warned. We will ruin the books. We talk about them. That's what's what we're known to do. And so you can't act I mean, surprised. like, we're in a quarantine. Go read a book. At me, bro. Educate yourself. Do it. Anyway, thanks for, thanks for listening. Thank you. If yeah. you joined us last episode, we were talking about Davos 2. Dude, it was such a good chapter. The Onion Knight is a boss. It was such a good you chapter. You can fight me if you think otherwise, because your opinion is invalid. Davos Seaworth is a motherfucking boss. And Even though he abandons his wife while she sits there and rots alone on the Yeah, island. but he doesn't... He, he takes... He, he admits to it. He doesn't claim to be... More than that. Yeah, more than that, or better than that, or or... That he doesn't do it. In his eyes, he's doing the best he and, can to provide yeah, a I life mean, that will eventually be beneficial for her. Yeah, and, and is there a closeness in their marriage? No, We're he's, not sure. he's my favorite. Anyway, so just, this isn't Davos' yeah. chapter, but Davos uh, was having some discussions with Stannis, who he hadn't seen in a bit, yeah. about what their next move is. After and taking, having parlayed with Courtney Penrose, yeah. but yeah, and taking Storm's End, which leads to Davos taking the, the Red Woman. Fuck. On a nighttime venture in a terrifying, terrifying boat terrifying. ride beneath Storm's End past the stone magic-infused walls where she births a shadow monster in the image of, as we all know, Fuck. Stannis, by the way. Full spoiler. Gross. So this chapter, however, this episode, we will be focusing on the chapter John 5. John 5. Johnny Boy. Uh, so at John 4, well, in the last couple John chapters, uh, the Night's Watch... Contingent has arrived at the Fist of the First Men. <clears throat> John was led by Ghost to. I had a headache. Oh, it was just from my. You had a that. headache, like just a split. Well, second. like I got a headache, and then it was shit, fuck you. John was led by Ghost to a cache of wild. I I got it. Thank you. I'm sorry. A cache of dragon glass that was wrapped in a Night's Watch cloak, and he was kind of perplexed by that. But they are awaiting Corrin Halfhand and the men from the Shadow Tower that should be joining them so they can figure out what the fuck is going on with Mance Raider, who is supposedly up in the Frost Fangs doing some shit. So, this chapter, John Um... 5. There's a a horn. John's awoken to something I imagine is slightly less annoying than that. And it's a horn. I doubt it is. In the black of night, and he immediately thinks the horn that wakes the sleepers, but he begins reaching for Longclaw out of habit, and then gets up and starts getting dressed as men begin stirring, moving quietly, listening. Yeah, they're all really, really hoping that that's the only blast of the horn they hear. And it seems as if the whole forest held its breath for a moment as they wait for the second blast, but it doesn't sound. 
And so they all kind of grin sheepishly at each other, acting like, I wasn't scared. You were scared. I wasn't scared. I was scared. I'd be a little scared. I was a little scared. Because, I mean, either way, you're getting fucking wildlings or white walkers, and neither one is something they want to yeah, deal with nothing, right now. Yeah, nothing at all. So John feeds some logs into the fire and dresses as Mormont pokes his head out and is like, One blast? Yeah. <laughs> That's what all I heard, right? All right. Did I hit snooze? And John's like, yeah, one. Brother's returning, and the half hand, uh, the old bear says, the half hand. And he tells John to see that there's hot food ready for the men, and he'll see corn at once. About time that motherfucker got here. Like, shit, man. So John says, I'll bring him, my lord, and heads out. The men from the Shadow Tower had been expected days ago, and when they didn't appear, gloomy mutterings were heard around camp. Yeah, dude. John was, uh, er, uh, not, not John, uh, Otten. Otten Withers. Otten Withers. Said to retreat to Castle Black at once. Yes. Malador Locke wanted to head to the Shadow Tower and try and find Corrin Halfhand's trail, see if they can track him and see what happened. Thorin Smallwood said to push into the mountains and try to take Mance Raider unawares. He just wanted to sneak attack that motherfucker. Um, Thorin, uh, not Thorin, it's, he's cautioned that Mance has way more people than they do. And without Corrin there, 200. Yeah, exactly. And then Thorin is kind of like, yeah, but they're not soldiers. So now. Thorin has a great quote send 200 wolves against 10,000 sheep, sir, and see what happens. Which, now, while I, like a nice quote. I mm. made this note here that. Because normally Thorin Smallwood, because he's a wooden tooth, clickety clack with Thorin Smallwood, right? He he always gives great advice. Like he no no Thorin Smallwood's the dick. That's okay, so Diwin's that's, that's Diwin. Okay, yeah. good. So Thorin then, Smallwood's one of. I was gonna say so uh, normally Thorin's lackeys. Okay, so then yeah, normally no, so Diwin is who yeah. I was thinking. I was no. gonna say Diwin. Thorin Smallwood's then, a hot-headed, dumb, rash fuck. All right, good. Then yeah. because I was gonna say this doesn't sound like no Diwin yeah. is who I was thinking in any way because this is stupid. This doesn't make any yeah. sense, and Diwin wouldn't be like. Oh, no, they're just stupid wildlings. They can't fight. Like, that's not yeah, something that's he Yeah, that's the funny say. thing is it's not 10,000 sheep, though. And that gets pointed out. Buckwell, so Jarman Buckwell, warns of a few lions amidst the sheep. Rattleshirt. Hog, Harma, the doghead. Elfin crow killer. And he, Thorin snaps back. I know of them well. Wildlings, not soldiers, along with women, children, and their thralls, we'd sweep over them and send them scattering. Yeah, that I think is ignorant as fuck. And so when, at their first, women like I can said, fight. That's it. I, I like I said, I had re- seriously confused myself into thinking that Thorin Smallwood was Diwin. And so in that context, I was like, "What the fuck is Diwin All of a doing? Sudden, Diwin like this just doesn't took a this isn't adding the head. up." Yeah. So I also want to point out here. That we get mention of Rattleshirt, Hogma the Doghead, Harma the Doghead, and Alfin Crow Killer, which later we learn Alfin Crow Killer has been killed by Corn Halfhand. Exactly. But we're getting them mythologized here. Yeah, as how these legendary they lion, are. Lion like wildlings that we would have to contend with. And so it's later gonna up Corrin's status to us. Exactly. As he's already killed one, one of, of these legendary named, named three. Yeah. yeah. So far of wildlings, we know Mance Raider, we know Rattleshirt, we know Harmar the Doghead, and we know Alf and Crow Killer. And we never even got a chance to know Alf. Corrin kills Corrin. one of them, and that and, elevates him and for especially us and John. Since it's immediately like after meeting him, and he just already has this imposing presence, and we'll. 
go into it a but bit But yeah, more, so but... they ended up arguing many hours into the night, Thorin and all the rest. And in the end, nothing was decided but to wait a few more days yeah. for Corrin. John really just doesn't give a fuck. He wants Corrin to get here so that they can do something. He's just, like most of the men, I'm sure. If they need to go to war with Mance, let it be soon. Yeah, let's least. just get it over yeah. with. It's the anticipation that's killing them. So John goes out and finds Ed complaining about being woken. and I love Ed. I love Ed. Dude, he makes some of the best, like, things in here, like, some of his jokes, but he tells Ed, you know, Corn's here, we gotta get everything ready, this is what uh, Mormont wants, so they wake Hake up, Hake. And, and he's the guy that does most of the cooking anyway, and he gets a bunch of little fucking lowly, low members of the Night's Watch to help him start prepping breakfast for all the men. Mm. Uh, John... Is head, starts heading across the camp to intercept Corrin and lead him to Mormont, and that's where Samwell Tarly finds Comes him. Comes huffing up, yeah, and he's like, is it Benjamin? And John's like, no, it's Corrin. And, and, and then this is where he thinks that it's getting harder and harder to believe that Benjamin will be safely returning back to them yeah. because of just the length of time. But I just lost my place in He's, my notes. He starts heading towards the, the outer walls, the but wall, yeah. I think that's where we should make our our way for the small council. I think that's a good spot. Okay, yeah. So we will see you in there. Why click record and then take a sip of your coffee? To make sure I have the break there. You're crazy. But what up, right. small counselors? Nate's being crazy. I'm just taking a sip of my drink. Shit's getting wild. We took it a, a little bit of an early small council here because this John chapter is pretty short, and so we wanted to just make sure we got in touch with you and gave you our socials and all that fun nonsense. Yeah, real quick before we spew all those out, we did have a quick conversation with some of the lovely ladies on YouTube, uh, Stephanie and Amelia, and they had asked us what houses we would have been sorted at Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to let them know who you would... There's, it's 100% just always going to be and will be Hufflepuff for Zach. Um, You're <laughs> fucking full of shit. No, Zach's a full-blooded Slytherin. Yeah. Like, full-blooded, 100% cold-hearted cunt. Just... They're not cold-hearted cunts. No, you are. Oh, well, You're the okay. Slytherin that's a cold-hearted cunt. Okay. And so I, growing up, like I don't know if we're allowed to change at any points. I was always a Gryffindor, but it seems to me more these days that I lean Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. And so I, I kind of identify as a Ravenclaw these days. Yeah, I would say Ravenclaw. Um, so, which is weird because, like I said, my entire reading the series growing up, I, I think, and I think it's just that being a kid wanting to. You're way too self-serving to, to be a fucking yeah, Gryffindor. dude. Like so, Ravenclaw is, yeah. is what I actually yeah, would have like. I sorted myself into Gryffindor. The sorting hat would have been like, no, bitch. But I believe an argument could be made that Nate also could be in Slytherin as well. But yeah, I think uh, if he was able to have the Harry Potter choice of not Slytherin, no, then it would be Ravenclaw. Probably. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. There you go. Good so, question. Thanks. Those are fun. If you would like to have a random little question answered, you can always message us either where they did, right on our YouTube. Just search Brotherhood Without Manners on YouTube. There we are. Woohoo! All of our episodes. Otherwise, you can email us. That's where a lot of people like to send in their inductees. That's withoutmannersbrotherhood at gmail.com. Um, and it doesn't have to just be inductees, whatever you want. We are also on all the social medias. Facebook, facebook.com slash brotherhoodpodcast. That's where you can 
and see some of the newest postings of the episodes every week when they come out on Mondays and Thursdays. Bam! And is that the first time we've ever said specifically Mondays and Thursdays that the episodes Yeah, are I don't there? think we've ever actually oh, like, mentioned our Our episodes always come out, uh, unless I happen to be behind because I do work and have kids. Which on, is rare. At midnight on Monday and Thursdays, um, Pacific Standard Pacific Time. Pacific Standard, yeah. So... Just so, so yeah, you guys yeah. know. That's what, our schedule, guys, you know? that have listened to us for 117 Fuck. episodes now. Yeah, our bad. So, anyway, I, the, you can also get access to a private Facebook group, as many of our wonderful, lovely friends have that have joined us in the Brotherhood. They are full-on members um, at Patreon, patreon.com slash withoutmanners, and you can... You can get the bonus content episodes, the Winds of Winter sample chapters that we're rereading for everyone, just like we do the regular rereads, and the Facebook group so far. We've got extra content being plotted all the time for you guys. Shit's so sick. Join us there. And then on Twitter, I'm on Twitter at Manners Without. You are on it at... Carstock92. Yeah, that's it. We have an Instagram at Manners Without as well. And also, you know, we'd like rates and reviews. We appreciate them. We heart you. So... We will let you get back to John 5. So the, the men from the Shadow Tower begin pouring in through the ring wall. Many of them wounded, John notes. And riding two to a horse. But <laughs> John knew the half-hand the instant he saw him, though he had never met him. A legend of the watch, slow of word, swift of action. His hair hung in a heavy braid and his blacks were more gray from fading. Only his thumb and forefinger remained of the hand that held the reins. Uh, not at all what the show portrayed him as. No. He's got a sick fucking braid. Yeah, he's a... Fucking Dothraki motherfuckers. He's a, a badass dude. Like, he just always is and always will be Sir Badass from this point forward. So John greets him, and Corrin immediately says that his men are hungry, and John tells him it's seen to, and Corrin's like, You're Jon Snow. You have your father's look. And John's immediately like, well, did, did you know him? Did you know my pa? And he's like, aye, I knew him and his father before him. And John's like, yeah, grandpa died. And you're old. And he said, Lord Rickard was always a friend to the watch. It is said a dire wolf runs with you. And John's like, yeah, Augustus Hunt, he'll be back at dawn. Yeah, I got my dog. So I well, think it's interesting that Corin says Lord Rickard was a friend to the watch. But only says that he knew his Ned. father. Yeah, he doesn't. He, he doesn't wasn't. have any kind words or anything for Ned. It's Rick, Lord Rickard. Yes, I knew him. His father was good to the watch. Yeah, like yeah, it's it's crazy. It's that's weird. I didn't pick up on that. So Ed is cooking for Mormont when they return, and Mormont asks immediately Corin if they met with trouble. Yo, he's way. out in like a camping chair, just chilling there. Yeah, Mormont's like, chilling. Like I just picture him at like the old uncle who's like sitting there in his shorts with a beer waiting. Like, yeah. Hey, what took you so long? Big old beer belly hanging out. There's more beers in the cooler in the tent. Let's go in there instead. <laughs> but yeah, he asks him if they met with trouble, and Corrin says they met with Alfin Crowkiller. Scouting the wall, we caught him returning. He's dead, but some of his men managed to flee. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Mance, uh, Mance, jeez. Mormont asks what the cost was. Four brothers dead, a dozen wounded, but they took captives and managed to question one. And Mormont's like, yeah, let's let's This let's is chat private inside. time talk, yeah. And he's like, John will get you anything you want to eat or drink. And Corin's like, yeah, water's good and some some food, like. So yeah, some eggs and shit. So I wanted to point out that that I think makes basically two people so far who have requested water. Him and Stannis. 
Corn is on that same level as that. No, I don't want another. I just want some water. Boiled water. Well, I mean, what the fuck else would you want after, like, traveling out in the wilderness and some shit? Sweet some sweetened nice... boiled wine? Nah, fuck No, like but that's water. what I like, like, like some ugh. nice... I don't even know about the boil... I mean, I get it because it's cold as fuck, but drinking boiled water is just... It's weird. But um, one of my favorite parts of this chapter, Ed, wishes he was one of the boiling eggs. Yeah, so do I at times. <laughs> and I find it fucking hilarious. This He's like, dude... man... The well, definition of the hound's whinging. And then he starts talking about how it's it wouldn't be good to drown, though, in wine. And how he had a friend who drowned in the wine. Uh-huh. And, like, and he says, you know, and it's 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 too bad. Because, like, it was a poor vintage, and he didn't make it taste any better. It didn't enhance it. And they were like, John, John was, was like, like Dude, you fucking you... drank it? And he was like, well, yeah, we're not going to let good wine go to waste. And it's like, yeah. to Ed, that's not good wine, bro. That's disgusting. What the fuck? Yeah, Ed is something else, He's the funniest else, shit ever. John is also trying to make out what Mormont and Corrin are saying, but he can't make it out. But he is thinking about that the crow killer being dead is good news. So why the fuck does the half-hand look so grim? And John had hoped that the arrival of the men from the Shadow Tower would lift the spirits around yeah. this camp because so, last right night here. going man. to take a little pissy piss. I didn't piss. realize it was this early on. That How this they begin mutiny. The mutiny, yeah. yeah. So the, the mutiny at Craster's Keep is led by Chet. Yeah. And we get, I mean, we know he's a fucking little cunt, but right here he's yeah. already talking about like. John was having a piss and on his way back he heard five, four or five, uh, five or six men muttering. Chet was among them saying that it was past time they turned back. This ranging is an old man's folly. And Come back. Lark adds that there's giants, wargs, and worse in the Frost Fangs. And then there's just general hubbub of, I'll not be going there, I promise you. And somebody mentions, old bears not like to give you a choice. And Chet says, might be we won't give him one. And so right there, that's might the... Be. That's the statement. Might be we will refuse his order and fucking deal with and that. And John wonders if he should take that too. More this reminded himself. me of Bran hanging outside the window under Listening Jamie. To... So I should not be hearing this. Yeah, like, this yeah. is not meant for me to hear right now. This is some dark shit. Like, yeah, because he, he debates on telling Mormont, but he even his conscience gets the better of me. He says, I don't want to be a, I don't want to narc on my brothers. Like, fuck, besides, you know, we're all restless and scared. Is that this stupid? is stupid. Just... Is he stupid? He could have saved Mormont's life here. I don't know if he could have, could though. Could he? Because I, I was thinking about that, too. Like, is he, is this the, the, the moment, know, the deciding the, factor? Yeah, the... but. I feel like if he went to Roderick, if you will, exactly. If he went to Mormont with this, I think that Mormont would say exactly what he says here at the end. It's just the scared, cabin fevered, like troubled guy. But I think Mormont would be able to follow that line down to scared and desperate can lead to stupid and angry real fucking quick, and at least nip it in the bud of, I mean, fucking beheading Rast. Yeah, you're killing a man, but you're killing one man and putting the fear of God into the others. That that type of talking. I mean, that's a lot killing of foresight. Killing is extreme. Not that but, he hasn't been shown to fo- show. But Mormon's been the Lord Commander for a long time. This isn't his first rodeo with these scumbag, savage type like Chet and Lark are. So I feel like if John went there, steps could have been taken to 
starting uh, uh, getting yeah, rid yeah. of this mutiny most likely. talk. But, most likely, it would but have I don't, assisted. I don't fault John in it because it's you know he's trying to be like, well, we are brothers now. I shouldn't be like, and that's it. They're just kind of night talking. And they're scared. Yeah, they're all fucking scared. It's hard waiting here. The unseen enemy is always the most fearsome. But John draws out his new dragon glass dagger that he had fashioned a wooden grip for. And Ed had said that a glass knife was as useful as nipples on a breastplate, but John isn't so sure. It's sharper than steel, though far more brittle, and th- he thinks it must have been buried for a reason. Yeah, and I think it's neat because he, he made one for Gren as well and Mormont. Yeah. And then he gave Sam the horn, which was broken. And cracked, yeah. Oh, that fucking horn, man. That fucking horn. And then he made, uh, he gave Sam also, I think, a handful of arrowheads. A spearhead and a dozen arrowheads. And then he handed out the rest of the ones <laughs> to his friends. Them out like hey, guys, it's like, it's good luck, you want probably. Stick <laughs> Old Bear seemed pleased with the dagger, though he could no- offer no answers as to who might have buried the cloak. And he says, perhaps the half hand will know. So. This is when uh, dinner is done. Ed's done cooking, so he asks John if he wants to serve him or shall I. And John's like, I'll do it because I want to hear what they're saying. And so he grabs their food and heads in. And as he does, Corrin is seated cross-legged on the floor, which I just feel like says something about him. Yeah, I was like, thinking that too, that he's sitting on the floor in front of his in front of the Lord Commander. And he's, he's straight, straight back, like uh-huh. completely straight, it says. And so that's where he's comfortable. It's just sitting there like that. And he's very... I don't know. He just commands this presence the way he st- he holds himself. And as John walks in, he says he talks of chiefs, wargs, mammoths, and more strength than we dreamed ever dreamed, or so he claims. Though Evan believes that he was telling tales to live longer. So they're talking of the cat, the the captive they took yeah, and are interrogating. And Old Bear immediately says that they must warn the wall. Then uh, he asks about the kings. Well, like, yeah, what which, about the king? Which, which and king? Corrin, yeah, and all of them. But Corrin tells him it's Winterfell and the Starks rallying the North that we need. Yeah, that's the best hope. That is the best, which is like that's coming from Corrin, who we believe has some knowledge of what the fuck is going on out and there. Do you think he ran into Benjen at all? I don't know. Because... Like, it almost makes you wonder if, you know, if he ran into cold hands, rather, not Benjen. If he ran into, like, a cold hands thing. Yeah. And, you know, cold hands kind of laid some shit out to him and was like, we, the Starks, Jon Snow, like, you need to brand Stark if you can, but it depends on where your path goes. Yeah. I mean, it's it's completely grabbing No, I don't know, because it but... almost seems like Halfhand is more the ranger associated to the wildlings, and... Uh, Benjen is more associated with like the whites and white walkers yeah, yeah, yeah. and what's Absolutely. happening there. So, uh, especially with how quick we lose corn, I yeah, feel yeah. like he's he's more just just the. I feel like he could even not have really seen much to do with whites, whites and all. white walkers yeah, yeah, yeah. much. He's been dealing more with the wildlings, but. Mormont says to be sure and begins unfurling and just throwing around maps. And John notes that he's looking for where the hammer would fall. The watch had once been 17 castles, now they're down to three, and that is a fact that Mance Raider will know as well. And so yeah, he doesn't really understand. He's you know saying it's going to take well over a moon's turn, you know, a month, a bunch of days to get the stuff to be able to build a staircase or ramps to go over the wall. Well, because he 
he uh, he t- they talk they begin talking of like regarrisoning certain yeah castles the different towers and, and setting most, patrols. And right. He says the wall is a formidable obstacle, but undefended it will not stop them. Yet it can delay them. The larger the host that they march over it, the longer the delay. And that's when Corrin says that Mance knows his best chances. Uh, or Under not, it. not Corrin. Uh, Obear says Mance knows his best chances beneath the wall through a gate or. And that's when Corrin says a, a breach. breach. And Mormont's like, what? What? A and he's like, that's what he plans on doing. They plan to break it. He plans to break it. Break he plans it. to blow a horn and have it crumble before him. But. As far as he knows. Yeah, Mormont's like how it would take at least 100 years to cut through. And sorcery. Says, how else? Sorcery. Why else gather in the frost fangs, the cruel, inhospitable land that it is? And Mormont's like, well, I'd hoped he'd done it to hide from my rangers. And he, Corn says, perhaps, but I think it's something more. I think he is searching for something in the high, cold places, something he needs. And this is where Mormont's raven chirps in for the first time, saying, something... And he says, some power, but what? Our captive died before answering. I doubt he knew anyway. Do you think the raven knows? I... It pulled out something. I have a point to make about the raven, but not yet. Okay. So <laughs> the wind shivered at this point, ringing through the rock, uh, the ring wall rocks and kind of fucking with the tent. The and, gods are listening. And Mormont repeats, some power. Yeah, power. I see. And uh, he replies, and then says, I must know, which literally the wind picks up. Well, he says, uh, something he needs, something, says Mormont's raven, and then some power, Corrin says, but what our captive died, and then the wind shivers through, and Mormont says, some power. Like, just the way it lined up was, and... It's funny, because even though this came out years before, it just makes me think of... um... Order of the Phoenix, where he, something he didn't have last mm. time. Yeah, yeah. And Mormont says he must know, and Corrin says, then you must send some scouts up into the mountains. But Mormont doesn't want to risk yeah, the he, men. Right. So, and, 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 like, I can't blame him. They're low. They're lingering on men, and that's almost a death sentence. Absolutely. Of but he tells them, no, you need to have three groups of five men. You need to send one to the Milkwater, one to Skirling Pass, and one to climb the Giant's Stair. Uh, each of the three groups would be containing the five men, one led by Corrin, one by Thorin, and one by Jarman Buckwell. To learn what waits in the mountains. You also skipped his best quote, which was, We can only die. Why else don these black coats, cloaks, but die in defense of the realm? Like, Corrin's in it, man. Yeah. He is Night's Watch through and through. Like, if we die in the Frostfangs, we die in the Frostfangs. We're doing it to scout the fucking wildlings. Why else are we here? Like... And I just fucking, I love that. Yeah, like, he's in it to win. And so that, I mean, that, we can only die, like, that's why he allows right. Jon Snow to stab him. Because like, you need to give up the appearance, this. like, this is yeah. how it works. We need to so know So Mormont relents and agrees that they'll do this, and he, and... See, and it's all because he, fuck, Corrin's a genius. Yeah. God and Corrin says it to him, someone will return out of the Frostfangs, either us or Mance Raider. And if it's Mance, this is a strong position. And Mormont says, like, not that strong. But Corrin continues, then we shall all die. And our dying will buy the wall some time. Time to garrison empty castles. Time to freeze shut the gates. To summon lords and kings. Hone axes and repair catapults. Our lives will be coin well spent. And I fucking love it. Corrin is 
Spot on. He's so cool. So Mormont tells him, you know, gods be good, but choose your men. Yeah, the, uh, well. Well. I got a lot to say before that. Oh, okay, Uh, say First, my point about the Raven. At this point, the Raven has said only three things this chapter. Something. Something. Power. Waits. Waits. And dies. Dang. Something waits. Die. Something waits. Die. Something waits. Die. Like, he's legit saying there's something waiting and it's death. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. there's something waiting, like, and it's just that, more than anything, I've never put together a sentence in the Raven's yeah, yeah. structure, but, like, that to me is very clear. Something waits and die is the three things he picked up on saying. And Yeah, it's wild. If, if ever there's a fucking warning. But then it also said that after Corin said our lives will be coin well spent, that Mormont sat silent as if speech were too big a burden to bear. And I think it's really funny because it's too big a burden to bear. Too big a bird to bear? Burden to bear. Bird to bear. Like old bear. Burden and he's to got bear. a bird on his shoulder. Yeah, shut bird the fuck up. My pun's funnier than yours. Mm-hmm. But at last he says, gods forgive me, choose yeah. your men. And Cor- I wrote the quote because I love it. Corn half-hand turned his head. His eyes met John's and held him there for a long moment. Very well. I choose Jon Snow. And Mormont, oh, Mormont blinked, which I pictured the, the meme of, like, the dude yeah, yeah, blinking, yeah. like, excuse me, and said, he's hardly more than a boy, my steward, not a ranger. And Corrin's like, yo, you can get somebody Tollet, else. Ta- Ed can fucking serve you as well. Which, Ed, fuck, like, being groomed for steward. And like, Corrin lifted his maimed hand. And said that the old gods are strong beyond the wall, the gods of the first men and the Starks. And Mormont looks at John and says, What's your will in this? I want to go. Of course he does. No shit. And the old man smiled sadly. You want to go jeeping with Uncle Corin? Uh, like, I thought it might be. And so dawn had broken. Uh, dawn had broken when John stepped from the tent beside the half hand. The wind picked up, swirling and stirring their cloaks around them, sending a scatter of red cinders from the fire. Like, talk about a fucking rap album. (laughs) Just John and the half-hand red embers, their cloaks all flutter. Are you fucking kidding me? They just made, like, a WWE entrance, and they're standing on the stage. (laughs) Fireworks bursting behind them and shit. And uh, it says, we ride at noon, the ranger told him. Best find that wolf of yours. And that is the end of John 5. And fucking God, I love this chapter. Good golly, Miss Molly. What a wonderful the Cor- chapter. The Corin, the, the half hand, is fantastico. And everything you would ever hope in hearing of a mythical ranger of the watch. Yeah, like, dude. just this maimed hand, and he shows up, and he's like, yo, there's old gods up here. John is sick. Like, let's get him going. He's got going. a wolf. I haven't even met it yet. Yeah, he's that. like That's all, all about it was. this wolf. He didn't give a fuck like, about John. He's yeah, like, he's you a got dog a, person. You got a wolf? Can I pet your dog? I want him. Can I pet your he's, dog? He's got a dog. And so, I'm just gonna take inductee? Corn. I, I I wanted to try and give it to somebody else because, like, I really want to give it to Ed and I want to give it. I want, 
it's, I, I can't not give it to fucking Corrin, man. Right. Like, he's just such a... And he's got the permanent shock bra going on. He like, also has some of my... One of my favorite quotes in the series, which is, is your sword sharp, Jon Snow? When he just... When it breaks my heart yeah, every time he starts please. asking Jon that. Please. Like, fuck me. Uh, my inductee is going to be Ghost, because Ghost is out hunting and we'll be back at dawn, and we just got the description last chapter of how fucking terrifying that forest appears to be, and Ghost is down there somewhere, and doing stuff, and so I really, like, fuck the Littlefinger and Varys POVs, like, what's Ghost up to when he's not with John? Yeah, That's like... what I want, like, what is he doing? What's he seeing down there in the woods right now? Probably some intense shit. He's the one who found the fucking cache of Dragonglass. Yeah, no he's probably chilling, like, on a mound of it, like, John, I told you to follow me, but you didn't follow me. Yeah, here. that's the little offshoot one. Like, there's way yeah, more. Yeah, there's a mound there's crafted over here. One. There's a cannon in here. But John just stopped following him, like, the next 30 feet. So, yeah, ghost, because he's ranging out somewhere in that forest, and God knows what's, what the little puppers is seeing. So Sick. Those are our inductees. We did get an inductee from our favorite French fry. French frizzle. Julian, it's Julian. <laughs> it's, you never Scared you, thought it was someone else. He says, hi, guys. Zach, please stop the fisting jokes. He didn't do a single one this Julian. I was paying attention and watching for it. Wait, eh, don't. Mm. No, I'm not going to do one. Um, that's just because I don't have one. <laughs> but life is effort, and I'll stop when I'm dead. Anyway, he says, but be happy your name is first in the email again. I am. Is that, was that, a th- are you, what are you like, keeping track of that now? Well, last Good time gracious. he wrote in and said, hi, uh, Zach and Nate, and I just, when I read it, I said, oh, my name's first, as it should be, and oh, okay. Julian listens when yeah, I whatever, talk, unlike whatever you. whatever keeps your complex yeah. going there. So, uh, he says he's really glad to meet the half-hand and get some wildling foes, history, and names. That was really interesting. John gives an immediate answer to the question of whether he wants to go or not. That's great. It's very little kiddish, teenager, like that excitement. Like not even yeah. teenager, you're pre-tween. 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 Yeah, tween. I don't even know what the fuck that is. I like how Corrin immediately identified him and sees potential and strength, as old Bear did. Uh, my inductee is going to be that plate of eggs and bacon. <laughs> it did sound really good. Because I'm so damn hungry right now, and the Brotherhood needs some yummy treats. Hell yeah. No, ra- no ragrats. The bowl of boiled eggs would do too. Bon appetit. Valor Bolarius. Hell yeah. Thank um, you, Julian. Yeah, I hope you got something to eat, bud. Yeah, no kidding. I hope, I really hope so, because you, uh, yeah, like you sent these in a little early, a, like three months ago. ago so uh, Yeah, and uh, thank you, Julian, as always. Great inductee. The uh, Ed cooking was so good. a funny scene, but you and I were talking about it a little bit. We're having some differencing of opinions on Ed this chapter, this, this read-through. Yeah, yeah, I've I, always enjoyed Ed. I don't dislike him, but... It's definitely coming off more as bitching to me, and it it's starting to fucking grind my gears, man. I love Dolores. Like, I I love his style of humor. I get it, I heart but him. this one is like I don't get why John isn't more frustrated with him because he's so good. But <laughs> I, I get it. Uh, and so yeah, those were our thoughts, feelings, and inductees on John five. Uh, next, we are going to be reading Tyrion ten, getting into the aftermath of the bread riots and the nonsense with that. After which I will be another Catlin chapter. Catlin six, I Catelyn believe. Catlin chips. Catlin yeah. six. So get us in your inductees for those, and we'll catch you on the next one. Valor to Harris. Peace. Peace.